97.1 FM, The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. It seems like everyone I talk to is taking advantage of low mortgage rates these days, and for good reason. Rates are near the lowest they've been in decades, and our friends at DuPage Credit Union want to help you make the most of this market. So whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking to refinance, or you want to renovate your home, DuPage Credit Union's award-winning team will be there every step of the way, from application to closing. Plus, home buyers can qualify for $300 off their first month's mortgage payment by completing a free home loan consultation. Take advantage of DuPage Credit Union's low rates today. To schedule a free consultation or to apply, call 800-323-2611 or visit dupagecu.com. That's dupagecu.com. DuPage Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 445096. By member's choice, this financial institution is not federally insured. Member's deposits are privately insured up to $250,000 per account through American Share Insurance. DuPage Credit Union. Banking Inspired. When I think of Neil Young, the word gravitas comes to mind. There's a seriousness to him and his music that pierces through. And in even his sweetest songs, there is his tendency to go for the throat, lyrically and sonically, to reach something inside the listener and say it in a way that means something real. From his work with Buffalo Springfield to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and certainly on his own solo work, there's a heaviness about Neil Young's music that has for so many given voice to the feelings that we sometimes find hard to name. Perhaps that weight comes from struggling with pain, both mental and physical, for most of his life. Born in 1945 in Toronto to a well-respected father who was a writer and a mother who traced her lineage back to the dawn of American independence, Young contracted polio when he was seven, during the last major wave of infection from the virus in the country, and he almost died. Fellow Canadian Joni Mitchell also contracted polio as a child during this same outbreak. Young's family moved to Florida to help him recover afterward, giving him his first taste of America, where he fell in love with the glittering cars he would see on the roads on the long trip down. His parents divorced in 1960 and the family split apart, with Young moving with his mother to Manitoba and his older brother Bob going to live with his father. It was there in Manitoba that he began to play music, on a plastic ukulele at first, and then graduating to guitar. In 1963, when he was just 17, he was already playing in bands. And in fact, his band, The Squires, released a single called Sultan Aurora to a limited pressing of just 300 copies, which are almost impossible to find for collectors today. It was in the mid-60s that he was also in the late Rick James rock band, The Mina Birds. Yes, that Rick James of super freak fame, who was in Canada after going AWOL from the U.S. Navy. The two even lived together for a while in Toronto, and the band were signed to Motown. But an album was never released because James was arrested for desertion before going into the studio to record one. So Neil Young bought himself a hearse and drove down to Los Angeles with bassist Bruce Palmer. And when that hearse broke down on Sunset Boulevard, they were spotted and assisted by Stephen Stills and Richie Fure, a providential meeting that would lead to the formation of Buffalo Springfield. It was around 1966 that Neil Young developed epilepsy, and the condition made him want to retreat from crowds. Buffalo Springfield eventually disbanded in 1968 after releasing the chart-topping hit 
for what it's worth, and three albums. Stills moved on to form Crosby, Stills, and Nash, while Young embarked on a solo career, only to join CSN a year later in 1969. His relationship with Stills was intense, and the two often butted heads. But they had a mutual respect for one another's musicianship that transcended, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young became cultural icons during the tumultuous late 1960s. Their performance at Woodstock in 1969 is remarkable not just because of the group's incredible songs, beautifully performed on what was in fact their second ever gig, but also because Young refused to be filmed while on stage, telling the camera operators that if they tried to film him, he would hit them with his guitar. Around this same time, Young released his first self-titled solo album and his second album, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, backed for the first time by his rock band, Crazy Horse. It was a success, going to number 34 on the Billboard chart. And in 1970, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's album Deja Vu was released. It went gold in less than 14 weeks and spent almost two years on the charts with singles like Our House and Woodstock. And it has since gone seven times platinum. Shortly afterward, Neil Young released his third solo album, After the Gold Rush. Crazy Horse were part of the initial sessions, but that changed after guitarist Danny Witten became addicted to heroin, an addiction that was so problematic that Young changed the way he recorded the rest of the album and switched personnel. Witten was close to Young and a songwriting talent himself. He wrote the song, I Don't Want to Talk About It, which was later covered by both Young and by Rod Stewart, who had a huge hit with the song. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Witten's spiraling addiction would inspire Young's song, The Needle and the Damage Done, which appears on the Harvest album, released in 1972. And it is the Harvest album that marks so much of Young's legacy. After releasing After the Gold Rush, Young suffered from slipped discs in his back and could no longer hold his electric guitar up. He was in and out of hospitals for two years and had to wear a back brace, sitting down for performances on his solo tour. He had purchased the Broken Arrow Ranch in Northern California after Deja Vu was such a success and had a hard time getting from his house to his studio on the property, a distance of only about 400 yards. And he told Rolling Stone magazine that at the time, he could only stand up for about four hours a day. He had back surgery and recovered, but it was the physical pain that he was in during this time that dictated the way the album was recorded, 
with the few songs featuring electric guitar recorded after he recovered. It was also during this period that he divorced his first wife, Susan Acevedo, and had fallen in love with the actress Carrie Snodgrass, an actor from Barrington, Illinois, who had been trained for the stage at what is now DuPaul University in Chicago. His roadie had seen her in the 1970 film Diary of a Mad Housewife, for which she was nominated for an Oscar and convinced Young to see it while they were on the road in Washington, D.C. Young did and was smitten with her performance. And when she was performing on stage in Los Angeles in a play, Young's roadie left a note in her dressing room that simply said, Call Neil Young. Snodgrass was so embroiled in her own career at the time that she claimed she didn't know who Neil Young was. But after asking around, she agreed to meet him at the famed Chateau Marmont Hotel in Los Angeles. That encounter would grow into a years-long relationship, and the two had a son, Zeke, who was born with cerebral palsy. Snodgrass moved to the ranch and basically put her career on hold to be with Young and care for their son, bringing her whole family up to the ranch, reportedly a family of huggers, which unnerved the reserved rock star. But nonetheless, he was in love with Snodgrass and has said that Harvest was written in that frame of mind. He's also said that while he did write the song A Man Needs a Maid, which is track three on Harvest, with Snodgrass in mind, that in general, songs are bigger than just one person. The two eventually split up in 1974. And there are actually at least three loves chronicled on the Harvest album. His new relationship with Snodgrass, his song for his friend Danny Witten, and his respect for the ranch hand at Broken Arrow, a man named Louis Avila, for whom Old Man was written. Harvest is also remarkable because of the assembly of players on it and how that came to be. While in Nashville, touring and performing on The Johnny Cash Show, which was a popular variety show filmed in Nashville at the time, hosted by the country legend, Young met producer Elliot Mazur. The two hit it off, and Young mentioned that he had some songs written and asked Mazur if he could get some session players together the next day to record. Mazur had his own studio, Quadraphonic, and got to work collecting what came to be the Stray Gators. Ben Keith on steel guitar, Kenny Buttry on drums, Tim Drummond on bass, Jack Nietzsche on piano and slide guitar, and John Harris for piano on the song Harvest. James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt were also guests on the Johnny Cash show and were recruited to sing backups on Old Man and Heart of Gold while in Nashville. Seven of the ten songs on a harvest were recorded with the Stray Gators in Nashville and in Young's Barn at the Ranch. Two others, A Man Needs a Maid and There's a World, were recorded with the London Symphony Orchestra in London at another point on his solo tour. And The Needle and the Damage Done was captured live at Royce Hall on the UCLA campus in L.A. Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, and David Crosby contributed backing vocals on three songs, which were overdubbed in New York. The whole affair was the result of the spontaneous spark that happened when Young met Mazur, spanning several months in different locations. Sadly, Danny Witten died of an overdose after he was initially asked to be part of the recordings on the ranch in Northern California, but was then let go due to his inability to perform. 
He was sent back to L.A. and died shortly afterward, an event which shook Neil Young. He said he felt responsible at the time and that drugs had taken the life of so many good men. So there was a lot of pain, both physical and mental, in the making of the Harvest album. And with his new love with Snodgrass and his new ranch, a lot of happiness as well. You hear all this in every track. And in track four, you have Neil Young's only song to ever go to number one, Heart of Gold. And it starts like this. I want to live. I want to give. I've been a miner for a heart of gold. It's these expressions I never give that keep me searching for a heart of gold. And I'm getting old. Keep me searching for a heart of gold. And I'm getting old. Now, I must point out that at this time, Neil Young was only 26 years old, wisened beyond his years by his life experience and outlook on the world, a traveler, a seeker. The song goes on. I've been to Hollywood. I've been to Redwood. I crossed the ocean for a heart of gold. I've been in my mind. It's such a fine line that keeps me searching for a heart of gold. And I'm getting old. You keep me searching, and I'm growing old. For a heart of gold, I've been a miner for a heart of gold. The song was recorded in just two takes, with Taylor's and Ronstadt's background vocals coming in at the very end. Remarkable, considering none of the musicians in the Stray Gators knew Neil Young personally before recording, and a testament to the kind of talent that they were. When Heart of Gold was released, it went to the top of the charts, and Young became the first Canadian to have a number one album in the U.S. when Harvest went to the top of the Billboard 200 in April of 1972. But did he like all that attention? Well, yes and no, but mostly no. He later said of Heart of Gold that the song put him in the middle of the road and that, in essence, life was more interesting on the fringes. He's also said that Harvest was his finest work and many critics and fans alike would agree. It is a stone classic, as far as albums go, and Heart of Gold has been covered by everybody from Willie Nelson to Casey Musgraves. Johnny Cash himself covered it, and so did many more. While so many songs on Harvest are inspired by a specific person, Heart of Gold relates back to Young's comment on songwriting, that songs are so much bigger often than just one person. This is his Seeker's song, and even though much of his life was happy when he was writing it, much of it was sad, too. After his breakup with Carrie Snodgrass, Young met Peggy Morton, a waitress at the diner near his ranch who was the inspiration for the song Unknown Legend. The two were married in 1978 and had two children, Ben, who also has cerebral palsy, and Amber, who was later diagnosed with epilepsy like her father. Young and Peggy formed the Bridge School in 1986 for children with speech and physical impairments, and then launched the famous Benefit Concerts for the school that came afterward. The two divorced in 2014 after over 36 years of marriage, and since then, Young has remarried the actress Daryl Hannah. Neil Young's life has been an incredible journey. And over the years, he's become a vocal advocate for sustainable farming, co-founding Farm Aid in the 80s with Willie Nelson and John Mellencamp. 
His other interests included the making of the Pono Player for high-resolution digital audio, which was discontinued in 2017 in a crowded market, and his work with making eco-friendly cars. His contribution to the soundtrack for the movie Philadelphia, starring Tom Hanks, won him an Oscar nomination. And Jim Jarmusch's 1995 film Dead Man really wouldn't be the same without Young's music. A sparse collection of songs recorded for the soundtrack on Young's trusty customized guitar, Old Black. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. First as a solo artist, inducted by Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, and again in 1997 with Buffalo Springfield. And indeed, he is the godfather of grunge, finding a kinship in the spirit of the musicians that defined the 90s, like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Kurt Cobain referenced Neil Young in his suicide note, with a line borrowed from Young's song, Hey, Hey, My, My, when he wrote, It's better to burn out than to fade away. The inclusion of that line again shook Neil Young, who repeatedly attempted to reach out to Cobain before his death. I think the unique outlook of Neil Young can be summed up in an anecdote about how the Harvest album was finally mixed. Elliot Mazur wired the house on the ranch property to be the right speaker, and the barn on the property was wired to be the left for the playback of the album. Young rowed a boat out into a lake at a middle point between the two buildings with Graham Nash as his listening companion. Mazur then played the album back, and at its conclusion, when asked how it sounded, Neil Young replied, More barn. Neil Young is an enigma. And in Heart of Gold, from that classic Harvest album, we have the story of a man who may never give up looking for something, searching for a heart of gold within himself and in the world around him. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and watch the video episodes, and you can follow Behind the Song podcast on TikTok. On the way, episodes about lyrics from the Scorpions and more classic rock and roll. It seems like everyone I talk to is taking advantage of low mortgage rates these days, and for good reason. Rates are near the lowest they've been in decades, and our friends at DuPage Credit Union want to help you make the most of this market. So whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking to refinance, or you want to renovate your home, DuPage Credit Union's award-winning team will be there every step of the way, from application to closing. Plus, home buyers can qualify for $300 off their first month's mortgage payment by completing a free home loan consultation. Take advantage of DuPage Credit Union's low rates today. To schedule a free consultation or to apply, call 800-323-2611 or visit dupagecu.com. That's dupagecu.com. DuPage Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 445096. By member's choice, this financial institution is not federally insured. Member's deposits are privately insured up to $250,000 per account through American Share Insurance. DuPage Credit Union. Banking Inspired.